Welcome to My Navigation of the NDIS, a podcast by myself, Leonie Whiting, and my support worker, James Monson. On this podcast, we will be talking about the ups and downs, ins and outs of my experience navigating through the NDIS. Both James and I speak from our experiences only, as we do not work for the NDIA. All right, here we go. Take three. <laughs> go. Um, just like to say hello again from my navigation of the NDIS. I'm sorry for the delay in podcasts. We have had technical problems with computers. Um, I bought a new computer and it was malfunctioning and we've had it um, to and fro the computer shop trying to get the issue fixed. They couldn't fix it, so they've replaced it. So, um, again, I'm sorry for the long um, pause between podcasts. Today I want to discuss um, my bathroom modifications. Uh, about 12 months ago they measured up for bathroom modifications in my home due to the support worker that showers me having issues being able to shower me because of the way my bathroom is currently configured. So um, there are things that the NDIS will pay for and I'm extremely grateful for what they are paying for. But there's things that I want in my bathroom because I want it to be a family bathroom, not just my bathroom. Um, so, so on on with that, I think what Leonie's saying is when a bathroom is modified in a normal sort of a, in a group home setting, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it'll be very clinical. Mm-hmm. Um, generally, with you know vinyl on the floor, um, you know five inches up up the sides of the walls and. Very everything's you know very basic. Um, in a in someone's home, they want it to feel homely um, and long term be sellable to another family. That's correct. Um, so, so I think that's that's where Leonie was. Going yeah. On. So NDIS doesn't necessarily see it like that. So um, they are paying for the things that they would normally pay for. And I have to pay for the difference to have it set out the way I would like it to be set out. So um, I just wanted to explain a little bit about that um, because people very often think that they've got to get what they've been told they have to have. And, And yes, you do have to get what you've been told you have to have. But you can ask for extras as long as you're willing to chip in for stuff yourself, which is what I'm going to be doing. So NDIS don't believe that I will be able to bath any longer, so they will not provide me a new bath in the bathroom. So the old bath has to come out because of the way they're reconfiguring it, and they weren't going to put one back in. So um, for me to be able to do that, I have to pay for that myself. So um, just things like that. At the moment, I already have tiles to the ceiling. NDIS won't provide me with tiles to the ceiling. They'll only provide the basic amount of tiles that you would get in a a new build. Um, So that's great. 
but um, I want them to the ceiling because I want what I've already got. So that's something that I have to take into consideration and that I will have to pay for myself. As long as what I add into the bathroom does not in any way um, make it harder for any of my support workers to do their job, they are usually pretty flexible. Yeah. But you have to pay for it. You yeah. can't expect them to pay for something that they don't believe that you need. Yeah. So in in that in mm. so in that in those circumstances, you're paying for tiles up to a certain I don't know, they're paying for tiles up to a certain height mm -hmm. and then you're just paying the extra to, that's the, to correct. the roof. That's correct. Yeah. Yes. So that's my choice. That's what I want to do. Some people may not be in the financial um, position to be able to do that but fortunately I have a little bit of a nest egg and I want it done so that if something happens to me and and it will eventually I'm not getting any younger I'm getting older as everyone does and not me. Um, I'm younger <laughs> only mentally only mentally. Yeah, mentally you complain about your aches and pains mm. Mm -hmm. um, so um, now I've lost my track of thought. So, um, yeah, so, you know, I don't want my children to have to spend a lot of money on um, redoing such a clinical bathroom. I want it to still represent somewhat being user-friendly for a family. So that's why it's important for me for the room to have a bath. Um, so just um don't be frightened to say this to the builder when they come out and speak to you and and don't be frightened to say to the ot that this is what you want they will then tell you what ndis will provide for you and what you will have to provide for yourself if that is the case so don't think that you have to have something that represents a hospital ensuite um because you don't you, as long as um, as long as you are aware that um, you will have to pay the difference yourself, then um, they're usually pretty flexible. They've also brought in a a new legislation. Um, there have been cases where people have had modifications done. They've used builders that are not NDIS um, approved, which you're entitled to do but the job's not been done properly and then there's been issues with it so now they have brought in that the bathroom has to be signed off by a registered building works project manager so um they they i don't know if anyone out there watches the block but i watch the block and on the block there's keith and there's dan now they go through the houses once the contestants have done what they've done and the, the builders that they're using have finished um, a particular stage of the project and that has to be ticked off and signed off to, and approved by them because they are the work, um, the, the building project, project manager. manager. So they're there to make sure that, that there's not going to be any issues with that build after those people have left. So um, that's becoming a very common thing now. People are not um, being ethical and it's become a problem. 
and you know we're dealing with people that have a disability and not everyone with a disability is cashed up and so therefore they are stuck with what they get and if it's not done properly and there's issues then it's unfair on the person with a disability yeah. also uh, people out there with disabilities are not all as um, savvy about building as what I am. I'm very fortunate to have a history in building. My brother is in the building industry. My father's built many homes. Um, he was also a fabricator, a metal fabricator. So he's very good with things like that. So I've got, and I've worked on construction sites. So I've got a really good understanding of the building industry. And not everyone with NDIS is mentally at the capability of being able to express what they want for themselves. So this is why they're now bringing in someone to sign off the jobs and make sure that they come with the right guarantees and that the job is um, done correctly the first time. Yeah, so we don't, we don't know that that's legislation, but that's something that we've now been sort of informed of um, that is going to be part of the building package. Um, so it just sort of says um, uh, that there's some money included for an NDIS registered buildings work works project manager. Mm. Um, so yeah, so we've never seen that before. This yeah. was the first time they've included it in the package. Um, this is the third third time. This has been yeah third time it's been been done been done and that's the first time so that's the first time that's been included so yeah yeah um I just wanted to say too that um the reason why it's taken so long is that when we first spoke to NDIS they went through the quote and excluded quite a few things and I didn't understand that so I spoke to someone at the NDIS and said to them I don't understand why you're taking these out do you have an understanding of what is involved with this um, bathroom modification and how complicated it is so um, in the process of doing the modification planning the NDIS had gotten contact with me and had said that there were certain things within the builder's quote they were not going to pay for um, because most bathrooms, they're just modifying one room. Well, mine's quite a complicated um, build because I have a three-way bathroom, so they've got to turn three rooms into one room, which means um, it's a very complex, large job and ceilings have to come down and all sorts of different things. So... I didn't understand their objection to why they wouldn't pay for things, though I said to them that I, um, I you know, wasn't happy. They got on to um, me and said, um, there's been a complaint. Um, is this Leonie Whiting? I said, yes, this is Leonie Whiting. And they said, so um, it's my understanding that um, your bathroom modifications is that you are turning three rooms into one and I suggest that's correct. He said then I'm going to reinstate the builder's original um, quote because it means that it's a very complex job, ceilings are coming down, things are going to not be able to stay in their original place and when they've been in a roof cavity for many years and um, 
they become brittle and things break and so, stuff. Yeah. yeah. So, so for instance, that was um, around the lighting and, and the exhaust fan. That's correct. Um, so they were sort of saying that you wouldn't need to adjust that, mm. where as like you said, you know, the, the roof was coming down anyways, so therefore those would come down and the potential of those being good, well, the same uh, quality of today's standards and and being able to be put back in, in, as, in one piece is very minimal. So that's where he reinstated the first quote, which was, you know, to have some new lighting and have a new exhaust fan installed. That's correct. So um, it was worth what I was trying to make a point of was that it was worthwhile me querying why they were deleting those things and continuing on with um, my questioning because I have a building background and the person that was actually um, initially uh, putting the bathroom modifications through their system was just ticking off boxes, didn't have a building background, didn't have an understanding that it was a complicated build. So sometimes you've just got to fight for yourself and it works and yet I've heard of cases where people have fought for themselves and they've still been told no. So um, it just really does boil down to the person on the other end of the whole conversation having an understanding of what's going on in your home. So the more you can explain something to the people that are sitting in their offices at NDIS, the better chance you have of getting what you need. That's pretty much all I wanted to say today, unless James wants to add to anything. Um, no, it's pretty quiet on the NDIS front, well, from my perspective. Mm-hmm. Just stay vigilant. That's yeah, my, that's, that's my it. Thing. And again, if there's anything you want us to um, talk to you about, find out about, help you with, if we possibly can, then please send us a um, message. We're happy to look into it and do the best we can to help you. We're not experts in any of this by any means, but we certainly can help you. Um, I did get a message from a lady uh, a couple of weeks ago and she was talking about wanting a wheelchair and the NDIS had um, approved her for a bigger wheelchair than what she actually initially had asked for. And I explained to her, which obviously no one had, that the NDIS looks for a five-year window. So they are going to look where you possibly could be in five years because they don't want to have to be giving you a wheelchair every year. That's unfair um, on their... It's a, it's a really big call on their resources. So they have a five-year plan. So they look at where your health is going to be in five years and they will accommodate for that. So if you are offered something bigger than what you thought you needed, just be grateful that you're getting it and accept it. Don't look a gift horse in the mouth. And be aware that once you do get it, it's five years before you can ask for something different. Sometimes up to seven years, depending on what the item is. So please just be aware that um, that's how they think. And so it may not be exactly what what you're wanting or expecting, Um, but you know, if they're giving it to you, then you should accept it. And Mm -hmm. then maybe in a couple of years time, if you find that it's not doing what you're needing it to do, you can readdress it. 
But don't... In saying that, yeah. the only thing I would say to that is that you need to have it to be functional. That's correct. Um, so if you've got a car that can only fit a foldable wheelchair, they can't give you a battery-powered wheelchair. That's correct. That's correct. So, you know, um, yes, it is a five-year plan um, with, with, with items like that, um, including, like, scooters and stuff like that, but... You've also got to have something that's functional mm. to, to, to your life. That's correct, yeah. It's the same with my, my bathroom mods. We just wanted to make the shower bigger so that the support worker could um, have more room to be able to shower me. But they were looking at long-term, and long-term for me is because my Parkinson's attacks both sides of my brain I'm a high risk of going into a chair. So if that's the case, they only want to do the bathroom once. They don't want to do the bathroom three or four times over. So they have changed the whole thing to what I originally requested to modify the bathroom so that it's wheelchair-friendly, which is why we need to make sure that there's enough room in there for every for me, the wheelchair, a caregiver, before we add anything else into the room that is going to obstruct that um, room and space for them to be able to do their job correctly and for me to be able to access with ease. So there's lots of things to take into consideration. You don't want to think that you're going to worsen. You'd like to think that you're going to stay where you are, but the likelihood of that is, is um, probably not very likely. And um, and sometimes you just have to be practical about it. It's not easy for anyone. It certainly wasn't easy for me. I go to a psychologist every month to deal with the fact that I have a condition that is making my body very tired and and my brain's not ready for that to happen. So it, it it's um it's a horrible thing, but you know there's lots of people out here to help you and support you and. And it's good if you've got people around you that really care and understand that there are days that you, you um, don't feel, you know, like much company and then there's other days where you're just running with it. So, yeah, just remember that we're all, t to uh, if we all stand together, we're a united front and a united front is a hard one to mm -hmm. knock over. So, yeah, just... Um, just keep your chin up and um, we're here if you need us. Have a lovely day. Ciao. Bye.